Whenever you pass by the dog and cat home on foot or maybe by bike, the dogs in particular make sure you're aware of their presence. The idea for a home for stray and starving dogs was first proposed back in around 1860 by William Chambers, later to be the city's Lord Provost. It took over 20 years before the first home for lost and starving dogs was actually founded, initially in Cumley Bank. It was moved several times since then as Edinburgh grew, and it was only in the 1950s that it moved to its current location, as I heard from Education Officer Daniel Tipping. It was 1957 that the home was opened up here in, in Seafield. A year later, 1958, that's when we changed the name to Edinburgh Dog and Cat Home, which we know and love today. And that was 60 years ago today. Really lucky on this site here. It's, it's a nice site, really good community around here with Portobello and Seafield. Uh, it's nice for the animals. They get the nice sea breeze on some days. can be bad on days when the wind's nice and high or when the snow's blowing in, but, yeah, we like it here. So how many dogs in particular are you looking after at any one time? It fluctuates. Uh, we average around 80 dogs and around around 20 cats here at any one time. We always like to leave a little bit of space reserved because we do offer homes for stray animals so if someone finds a cat or a dog we want to be able to give them somewhere to bring it into so we always want to make sure we have space to accommodate that but it averages around 80 to, and 20. I can imagine if somebody's bringing in a stray, it may have health conditions that need to be addressed before anyone even thinks about rehoming it. Uh, it can have any number of things that need addressed when it comes in. We have absolutely no idea what the history of that, that dog or cat is, unless it's one that we've, we've seen previously. It can be health problems, it can be behavioural things that need addressed. We can need to assess what its temperament is with different individuals. Maybe it's good with old people, maybe it's not good with younger people. It's just all of these things we need to figure out and build up a profile of that animal. And that's where the experience of our kennel staff really comes into play. They can learn more about the animal, pass that on to the, the rest of the team here, and then we can build a profile, get it online, get it advertised, and hopefully get it a home really quickly. Just before we move on from that, mm -hmm. uh, do you have vets here on site? We work closely with the Dick Vet. They come down here twice a week. Um, we have a really, really good relationship with them that we're incredibly grateful for, where they get to you know, get experience for their students and caring for different animals, and we get really high-quality veterinary care. So if somebody comes in and is looking to offer a home for a dog or a cat, what, what's the process? So the process starts in our reception. They're given a piece of paper to fill out a, one of a rehoming profile. So we just want to learn a bit about them and their living situation, what their what their current situation is really. Find out if they've got other pets, young family members perhaps, if their property is suitable for for a dog or a cat, depending on what what it is they're after. From there, they're taken around the the kennels or the cattery. They're introduced to some of the animals. Perhaps there's one that they've seen online already and they like the look of or one that they take a shine to in the kennels. From there, they're brought into our rehoming room where there's a conversation that takes place around you know, just trying to find out a bit more about their lifestyle and how the animal could fit in. From that point, they can meet the animal. If they've got family members, uh, maybe, maybe young children or other animals, we might ask them to bring those in for them to meet, make sure everything works out. And then it's just conversations take place from there and we can move it all forward. To what extent do you want the families who are going to be rehoming these pets that they actually have experience of looking after a cat or a dog? 
It certainly depends on the dog or the cat. Certain breeds are more suitable for first-time owners than others. Some of our dogs that come in as, and cats that come in as strays, you know, perhaps they've got behavioural problems that need working on or they might need to attend training classes. That's where we'd look for more experience in the owner. It's in our best interest to make sure that the animals go to homes that really fit their profile because the last thing we want is to give an animal to a home that's not suitable for it because then either the animal's welfare is going to be compromised or perhaps they're going to end up back here at the home and that would be you know, the worst case scenario, uh, one of the worst case scenarios. Yeah, I, I'm aware that some organisations actually will pay a visit to the, the new owner's home in order to establish that you know, it is actually quite right you know, that they are the suitable person. And that is something that, that we can do if, if we feel that it's necessary. Um, sometimes we have people that have come in that have got ample experience, perhaps they've rehomed from us before, and something like that isn't as necessary, but something that you know, we do have the facility to do if, if it was necessary. If we're looking at dogs and, and cats, is there a preference that people would actually go for younger ones, you know, kittens or, or puppies even? It can be that the older dogs and cats can be harder to find homes for. Certainly very young dogs and cats are always very popular, which uh, is a public perception that we'd, we'd like to change because older dogs and cats have so much to offer. You know, the, There's the, the cuteness factor, isn't it? There certainly is the cuteness factor, and that's something that will likely never change, but... You know, older dogs and cats, they've got a more complete personality. Perhaps they've had more training or, you know, we have a better idea of what their personality and what their preferences are. And we think that older dogs and cats have really a lot to offer for the right home. Thinking about the personalities of dogs and cats, do they usually find it easy to settle into the new home? Again, it depends on the dog or the cat. Some can be quite comfortable with moves. Some will, will take a bit of time. We had a cat that was rehomed just recently. We got some uh, pictures sent in from the new owner. He had a couple of days where he needed to adjust. Obviously, he just wants to start getting his scent on things and get a bit more comfortable with where his key resources are, his food bowl, water bowl, bed, and that kind of thing. But he's really come out of his shell in only a short space of time. And, you know, a lot of animals undergo the same thing, just need a few days to, to settle in and find their new surroundings. Yeah, it must be quite a traumatic thing for the animal who's been essentially in a kennel or a cattery, i.e. almost behind bars, mm. suddenly to find themselves in an open space. Mm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really got to be, looking at it from the animal's point of view, it's got to be quite a daunting experience because the way they experience the world is so much different to what we do. You know, they experience a world full of scents and different sounds that we can't even comprehend. So going into an, an environment that's essentially alien to them has to be quite difficult. But thankfully, a lot of the time, it, it works out pretty well. OK, so what's your success rate? We reunite around 55% of our dogs and cats. That's getting them back with their original owner. For the ones that are up for rehoming, the message here is that we will never give up on a healthy dog or cat. Sometimes it can you know, take a matter of days to find them a good home to go to. Sometimes it can take years. But the main thing is we won't give up on them and we'll always work to try and find them a good forever home to go to. It's all very well for somebody who really does want to to rehome an animal or to acquire one. But what about the general population? Do you actually ever have some kind of open day so that people can come in and actually find out what you do? Yeah, of course. We have our Pause by the Prom open day every year. Uh, so Sorry, Pause by the Prom? Pause by the Prom, yeah. So that's a new name for our open day, which has run for a number of years now. Uh, rebranded, Pause by the Prom is the name of it now. September 2nd this year, and that's a really good way for the community, which we've you know established some really good ties with, to come in and see the work that we do and engage with us in, in lots of different ways. 
um, whether they want to, to make donations to us, they just want to support the work, interested in volunteering, or perhaps they want to know more about rehoming an animal. It's a really good way for them to come down and see firsthand the work that we do and, and show their support for us. It's one of those things that actually people, if they're driving in from, from Seafield, they see these banners all the way. Mm. I must wonder actually what goes on in here. So yes, that kind of thing must be actually quite useful. It's, very, it's a very popular day. And of course, we can't discount the fact that we've got a very popular and very well-used cycle and, and footpath uh, just out the back of the home as well. We get lots of pedestrians coming past the home on a daily basis, seeing in, hearing the noises, wondering what it is that's going on. And they just drop in. Yeah, we, we welcome people to just drop in um, when we're open and, and see the work that we do. I'm always happy to take people on tours if they want to visit, and if they've got inquiries about rehoming or anything that we do here, by all means, it's an open door. Pause of the prom? I love that title. There are lots of dogs and cats here looking for new families. That little Westie, called Ellie in the picture, is especially cute. And there was a cat called Tuppence that looked at us really rather pleadingly. My wife's name is Penny, so maybe well, that's an omen. Anyway, if you have a dog or cat-shaped space in your heart or home, this could be the place to fill it. 